Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. It's New Year's Eve 2023. I'm here with Carol Carter, Alan, and Tom. And I thought we would go around and talk about uh, what emotional sobriety has meant for us personally um, at the end of uh, at the end of a year going into a new year. Uh, maybe we start with Carol. You've been one of the first. You were there when I started to really get into this stuff and talk about it. And, uh, you know, it just like it did to me, it resonated so deeply into your experiences in life and in term and also seeing. And I think that's what this podcast today is about, is to really seeing the value that this can bring to our lives. Right. The, the perspective, the possibilities that it creates. So I am so glad that we're finishing the year with you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here too. It's a special day and it's been a special journey with you. Well, it really has, Carolyn. That's why I think that you are the ideal guest for us today. Well, you, thank you. You know, I, I feel like if if we joined a, a line of hands, you would be one of the first hands I'd be holding in this line. Oh, thank you. you. As you were, I mean, it's right from the beginning that you resonated to this stuff. And, you know, we've been kind of soul mates ever since this whole thing has started and resonated. Yes. And you've been here in this very difficult time I'm facing. And I, I know you feel the same with me that I've been there for you. So it's absolutely it, it's really great to be able to share this topic. And that's why I suggested to Patrick when we're starting this. Is this is a good time for us to look back and what has emotional sobriety meant for us on a personal level? You know, we talk so much about it professionally, and I love all that stuff. And I that's all relevant and important for people to get the 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 picture of this, the concepts related to it, the ideas and stuff like that. But it's also important to hear how it gets integrated right into yes. how we live our lives into what we're experiencing in terms of how we're experiencing it and how we're meeting the the ongoing challenges i was even talking to you about one before we started another thing that's <laughs> happened this weekend another opportunity to try to get my center of gravity back and you were helping me get a perspective on it i mean that's what this is all about so i i'm like i said i am so appreciative of who you are and what you bring to this and and how you've had it. And I have got a smile on my face because I remember when you sang for the first time. <laughs> yes, it, I do too. <laughs> it was one of those moments of wow, this is this is amazing what we're what we're doing and creating here. And the courage that you found in yourself to sing that night was just moving and I'm like you said I it's sitting inside of me with a big smile <laughs> and your kindness and wisdom in inviting me to sing week after week after week until I no longer have any fear of singing in front of anybody anywhere what a journey just that piece has been. Yes, that piece has been. But so what has this year been like for you? And what is some of the <laughs> things you've I look at we I know we're limited in time today, but well, it's been really one of the biggest years of my life. Um, I was working um at a fintech through um the beginning of May, and I made the decision to retire. I loved that job. I was having fun, but I was also working 
so hard that I couldn't hear my own voice. Mm. And I had a very strong sense that this was my moment to jump off the merry-go-round and really um, get to know myself in a way I haven't had the opportunity to in 48 years or ever. Um, but I had worked 48 years. So leaving a job that I still enjoyed doing to put myself first was huge. I couldn't have done it without our emotional sobriety meetings. I crashed right after because overworking was an addictive feature of my personality. I, I was very attached to that. And I crashed for a minute because I hadn't thought of what to put in its place yet. And then it's been a journey of self-discovery and so many things have opened up for me. As you mentioned, um, it was probably 2021 when I sang in our meeting one night and mentioned that my throat had been closed off for 50 years. And suddenly I found the wherewithal to sing a song in front of a couple hundred people. And um, I broke through something that night and the support in that meeting, this, the space of love and security that all of you created are and, and you mentioned this, Alan, how we help each other. The fellowship is so real. It's, it's such an, a major part of the feature of these meetings. It's not just stuff we'd listen to. We are really there for each other. And we find just as something's ready to bubble up, we create a space for each other, a good, beautiful, safe space. And because we've been working on our stuff for so long, we're good processors together and supports for each other. But anyway, I found my voice a couple of years ago that helped me toward this place of deciding it was okay to retire and spend time with me. Um, I've been truly integrating that I'm the one I've been waiting for. Mm. And um, just a recent success. I went to Christmas at my daughter's and, spent um, a couple of days with her in-laws whom I adore, but I'm always aware of um, self-criticism, a little body dysmorphia and some other things going on. This time I was 100% free of all that. Wow. I um, wow. carry shame in my abdomen. I have since I was nine years old, didn't have a, um, any special unique feature to my abdomen at nine, but I carried shame there. I had a very um, weight conscious family. And so even if you weren't overweight, there were things projected on you. And um, so I tend to look for large tops that carry my now larger abdomen than I it was at nine. And I try to hide under that layer. And I <laughs> this time I picked things that I felt were okay looking and didn't worry about how far down the top went. And uh, when I heard, oh, wait, they'll see my tummy, uh, not, you know, like the extra layer won't be over my slacks. I thought, and if they don't like it, they can look the other direction. I mean, I really am free from that now. This was new. This is new information um, that I got to experience at Christmas. I just got to go be me and trust that the people I was with wanted to see me, me and they weren't spending their day critiquing me. 
And if they were, that was about them, but that wasn't my experience. I had a great time. So I'm just seeing new wonderful things. And, um, you know, uh, Alan, you and I've done some fun, unexpected, spontaneous work around finding my decision points in uh, some areas that have been behavioral challenges. So I got to learn recently the decision I made. I found the moment I decided that I would hide myself in overweight. And now that I've heard that point, I can hold my hand from that time and guide myself back out. And I'm finding every day tiny little decisions that are new and different since that point. And wow. I've heard it in a no, couple that, of other areas. Of we my talk life. about emotional sobriety as freedom and think it. I mean, when I hear that, I just hear so much freedom. I yeah. am free. Yeah. I am free. Yeah. I'm also re-engaged in my life in a passionate way that I haven't really felt since I was like a 14-year-old with a new guitar. I am taking time to find out what I want to do. I just turned down a consulting gig two days ago. It was something I could easily do. Mm -hmm. But I had to, I said, let me just take the night to think about this. And I realized I don't have passion about it. And I think I'm done doing things that I don't have passion about. And what I'd rather do is spend time playing my guitar. I, I don't know. I am feeling an, a, a, an unexpected joy and freedom. And I am deeply grateful, deeply grateful that we have this group and uh, I'm also grateful to be here today with you guys because I have gotten to know Patrick so well and have such deep affection and respect for Patrick. Tom and I go back 20 years. I have great love and respect for Tom. Uh, so I can't think of a better day to celebrate what this year has been for me. And I thank you all. Right, for back, at, right back at you for that, Carol. We We love you. Thank you. And we've had some fun this year, too. Tom and I did a couple of workshops that were fun mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, got to know each other even in new ways there. And uh, yeah, when well, you want to get to know each other, Alan and I know this plan, plan a workshop together. You, 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 if you want to have the experience of how different personalities we can have and how they <laughs> how they can work together, you know, that's, together. That's, we figured it out or we or it happened or something. Yeah. I'll and I think the first time I met Tom, he comes into my hotel when we were planning to, because we just got together to plan a workshop tonight before we were doing it. So he comes up, he says, I've got my PowerPoint. I said, oh, you do? Let's see it. And he holds up his hand. It's right. Yeah, here, <laughs> yeah, here it is. <laughs> the classic Tom move. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. PowerPoint <laughs> confuses me. Well, what do you think, Tom? Do you want to um, talk about what emotional sobriety has meant for you, uh, especially going into the new year? So we're talking about like that kind of an overview of the of the past year. Yeah, best or, year. We're talking about overview of the past year. Yeah. Well, th this has been this has been a uh, an eventful year uh, for 
me and for us, for Dee and I, uh, uh, medically, we were, we were both used to being healthy people, and and Dee, Dee had a major back surgery uh, early in the year, and uh, a fairly lengthy recovery from that. And uh, before that was over, then I was diagnosed with cancer, and we started the cancer treatment. Um, I, you know, you you always I I can't tell I can't tell the stories with, without good hindsight, you know, because we try to I try to give insight while I'm in the middle of something. You know, I got good bullshit, so I can make it I can make it sound right. But it, it's it's like I'll tell you this story down the line. I well, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I've already told in this in this uh, podcast is is um, I'm doing I'm doing much better. I'm doing much better physically. I'm doing much better emotionally in every way. Um, but um, but I lost my shit, you know, the, this year in the middle of all this stuff. After you know, thinking thinking, I really really thought because they told me it was a, it was a uh, an easily or or successfully treat treatable cancer that that meant it was easy. You know, now I, I tell anybody, anybody I say that to who's had cancer before, they just start laughing at that point, you know, because they under, they know the punchline with that. There is no, there is no easy cancer. And if there is, there's no easy cancer treatment. Uh, but it's like in the middle of that, um, you know, I lost my shit. I, you know, if, if uh, um, I don't, I don't, there was a period in there where I'm sure that just the term, just the words emotional sobriety didn't even occur to me. Um and and I have you know and then I it's sort of like a, like we say in the program I I, I came to and uh, started to take stock of what was going on and tried to, to have those conversations with with people people that are my are supporters of mine and who are close to me and I trust and and uh, and I began to put things back together and just and which mainly turns out to be taking responsibility for myself, which is which I think is there's a, there's a, there's a, probably a thousand different ways to nutshell emotional sobriety, but that's as good as any, which is just being fully fully responsible for ourselves, being being good, solid, effective adults, and uh, and so uh, you know all of that, all of what I know. Here, here's here's the thing. I, what I know from from my my experience up to this point is um, the fact that what I'm not doing is I'm not beating myself up uh, for what I just described. I mean, the, the idea is I, you know, I'm somebody, and I, and I know a lot of people can identify with this word. I, you know, I, I for years and years I would beat myself up in layers. I would I would I would beat myself up, and then I would beat myself up for beating myself up. And I could, you know, keep going on from there. And and so the idea that I mean, I honestly can can say this to you guys and anybody else who's listening that I lost my shit, didn't didn't know what emotional sobriety meant for a while in there. And it's like I don't. You're talking about shame in your gut, Carol. It's like I don't feel any shame about it. I, I just feel like I'm reporting that. And that's that's what that's what was going on. That's what that's you know. And I'm you know, I'm not saying wasn't my, I couldn't have done better. I'm sure I'm absolutely I could have done better than that. Uh, but that's not what matters right now. What matters right now is, is we're, that we're sitting here to get today together and that I'm, you know, I'm back on the horse and, um, and, and, and I've got, you know, and I don't, and I don't think that I have anywhere come close to learning all the lessons that I probably accumulated to learn in the, in the last year. 
uh, I am, you know, because we kind of superstitiously, you know, do this year thing where, you know, we, you know, so I, so I am, I am, I like the, I like the idea of a fresh start, uh, with a new year, you know, of course that's, that's an illusion anyway, but it's, it's a guy, it's a nice illusion. And I, and I, I like, I like it. So, so, uh, like I say for, for Didi and I, 2023 has been, has been a, uh, tough one it's been a wake-up call about our own aging process it's been a wake-up call about our own mortality and um we can put all that to good use and uh, that's what i plan to be doing in 2024 and i cannot tell you how much i appreciate all three of you well um i love you tom and uh yeah this year has been the uh empire strikes back of the uh emotional sobriety universe uh, it's, the, it's the dark one where uh you know I, I don't know who's the one who gets frozen in carbonite but um yeah it's been very challenging you guys can't see it out out there but see tom i can see the tears in your eyes about how much gratitude you feel and mm. it, you're not a guy that cries a lot of times I mean, mm. I've, I've known you for a while now, but I know how deeply you feel everything. And I just yes. want to recognize okay. your gratitude and your appreciation and it being a part, like Carol has said, and we were talking about before you were gone, how important these relationships have become to each and every one of us. Yeah, man. So, absolutely. So, absolutely. I know, man, I, I love you and I'm here with you and... um. You know, it's it's amazing what we've had to deal with and struggle with this year. It's been quite a challenge mm. for all of us. And every yeah. every one of us in this room has had our our crosses to bear this year. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and we've done it. And, you know, we've done it pretty fucking well, even though we all lost our shit at points in this thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we I sure have, did. You know, but Patrick, go ahead. Empire Strikes Back. Well, yeah, well, I was done with that point, but I was going to say about losing the lessons and having to relearn them and what you mentioned about that, Tom. And I've experienced yeah. that myself and emotional sobriety for me feels a bit like a medicine ball that I'm balancing on. And sometimes I slip and, you know, it takes me some time to kind of like regain my footing and regain my center of gravity because, um, you know, I've heard Alan describe um, emotional sobriety. One way of describing it is bringing the best possible attitude um to uh you know every facet of life or every event that we encounter and i have not brought the best possible attitude always to um or even often sometimes to um you know life's uh hooks and jabs and um but like being aware of that and reporting that like you said tom um and just mm -hmm. trying to kind of shorten that time between the stimulus and the response the emotionally response sober response time Sh short, shorten the response time that's that's a that's a, that's a measure of recovery it's like you know how long I, i'll ask people how long does it take it used to take you to recognize stuff like this and they would say like well i never recognized it before or or I, you know it might take a you know a, a a month or a year or longer than that you said something i think is really important for all of us to to be reminded of and for people listening to, to get is is about, about the relearning it's like you know mm -hmm. when, because that's when we, those of us who have those those mean nasty should monsters in our head you know when we when we are learning a, a lesson and we realize we're, we're this is this is the umpteenth time we're learning that lesson you know, it's really, it's really a, a place, an opportunity for that should monster to come in. So you see what a dumbass you are. This is what, you know, it's like bullshit. 
I, I have a friend of mine, a, 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 a mentor, really, of a, a writing early, years and years and years ago was the first one I ever heard this line from. I don't think it's original to him, but writing is rewriting. And uh, and 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 I'll I'll translate to what we're talking about here, and that is learning is re, is is relearning, you know the idea. And the truth is, repetition is the key to mastery. Repetition is the key to to anything to becoming good at anything. And so we, how many times am I willing to learn this lesson? As many fucking times as it shows up, you know. And is that is is that an okay way of learning? Absolutely. You know, it can be frustrating. I could be, I could wish I was, I was faster at it. I wish I could have had you know, incorporated that or, or put that one to, to bed. But it's like, you know, I, I think I, you know, my belief system is that we're here on this earth to learn, to be better, to be better human beings, to, to be the best personal human being we can be. And, and part of that is being willing to, to look honestly at ourselves. And part of that is being able to basically do what we're doing today, which is tell on ourselves, not in a negative way, but in, in just in uh, just in just telling. Let me tell you about me. Well, I can look at you know the three of you here um, in this Zoom room as evidence that the garden of my life, you know, I've been that I've been tending it okay because I'm the type that, in the absence of evidence from the last five minutes, my mind will go to a pretty dark place. But I can point to multiple times this year where Carol's reached out to me uh, as a, for a check-in or, you know, for a positive reminder of something um, when I've been far from any kind of positive feeling on my own. And I can say the same for Tom. Um, I remember when you were going through your treatment, Tom, uh, you sent me this wonderful email with like a story idea that, um, you know, I, by mm -hmm. the way, we're going to have to return to uh, in 2024 because I'm super stoked mm -hmm. on it. But like um, these call outs or these contacts would not be possible had I not been or they would not be present in my life had I not been tending my garden and kind of, you know, cultivating these relationships with you mm -hmm. guys um, to the extent where you would think of me, you know what I mean, where we've got mm -hmm. some, you know, connection. And um, I, uh I hope to continue that process, um, despite however dark I may feel, <laughs> um, you know, beneath it all. Um, just uh, one good foot in front of the other, as they say. Absolutely. We can all go dark. I just love that we're all here for each other. Yeah, it's, that's mm -hmm. well. That's the community that we're creating. And look, yes. more than ever, I've I this. So I'll share a little bit about the. Uh, what this year has meant for me, I just realized I took such a deep breath as I started to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, Tom, it's really been, uh, well, my whole life blew up this year. That's mm. the only way to say it. It's like one of those 500 yes. pound bombs was dropped in the middle of my existence. And, mm. and the initial response, I was devastated. Um, as you know, Tom and Patrick and you, mm -hmm. I mean, I was is in a very, very dark place. I never imagined, you know, talk about, you know, being naive. I never imagined that this would be taking place at this point in my life and the way it did and how it went down and um, to deal with uh, being betrayed and gaslighted and all these other things. And then to have these two beautiful little girls to 
to see them injured and 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 devastated by this whole thing was excruciatingly painful for me especially that it resonated with my childhood trauma and that's part of what happened this year and as i started to crawl my way out of that crater and i mean it was literally crawl you know you get up a few feet and then all of a sudden you're sliding back from the loose dirt in the crater right yeah and you know, eventually, I, I'll just never forget the thing you said to me, Tom. It makes me want to cry. Mm -hmm. You said to me, Alan, you're in a you're in a shaft, and there's no light, and you can't see any, and there's a ninety degree turn ahead of you. It it may be close, it may be far. We don't know how 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 that is, but I'm on the other side of that shaft and there's light where i'm standing at least at that time the light was still on tom it was to change for you too but yeah but what you said though was is that look at you can't see the light helen but hear my voice and just keep yeah. walking towards my voice walk toward, walk toward the voice man just it's um yeah, and, and the, you know, the, I, the, I even have the sign on my wall that says uh, just because you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean there's not one it's like it just it you know those these tunnels are not straight they do have lots of turns and you so you're gonna you're not gonna be seeing the, the light all the time but it's uh, but it's like yeah i yeah i remember saying that to you and i remember just saying just keep coming toward toward and it really could be just our voices just just keep listening and know that we're we're here yeah you've taken this crisis as an opportunity to dig so deep into your own uh experiences uh, your past um not just having to do with, um, you know, your marriage, but um, your time in the service and uh, some of the trauma that you endured as a young man. And, um, it, you know, you really have practiced what you preach. You know, you really tried to bring thought to bring the best possible attitude to the experience that you were going through. And I've found it to be inspirational. And um, we're all going to have these dark seasons, these dark chapters of our lives. And uh, I hope to... Um, to bring that kind of level of vulnerability um, to my experiences as you have. So uh, I really Amen. appreciate Amen. you. Well, listen, it, in, you know, what we say sometimes, if, if we embrace our suffering in the right way, that it can be of value to other people and it can become a sacred wound. And I hope I'm on that journey to someday convert this mm -hmm. into a wound. It's still a very much a wound for me. And I am working very hard and trying to, to, you know, figure this thing out and it has meant a lot to me i've dealt with stuff this year that i haven't dealt with before in my life and it's really been important man i'm like you carol i'm starting to see that you know in some areas of my life that i haven't had the personal freedom that i enjoy in so many other areas of my life i might be able to integrate this and and experience it in all my affairs like we like to say right is right. to Experience it, you know, in, in my most intimate relationships. You know, the other thing I realize is I am a damn good father. I am. I love these girls and I, I know I am giving them an experience that, that's similar, but I think even with a little bit more wisdom sprinkled on it than my father gave me. Because mm -hmm. they are dealing with their feelings. They talk to me about what they're experiencing what they like, what they don't like, what upsets them, what bothers them. And my God, at five and 10 years old. That's remarkable. I, I was mute. 
I was mute. I wasn't able to oh, talk yeah. any of these things. And for them to come to me and said, my God, I'm so upset with mom, right? She's worthless to me today. I mean, my God, I could have never said that about my mom or my dad. You know, or I'm really angry. Dad, I'm so hurt. You know, would can you give me a hug for a while? I mean, God, I would have never asked for those things. Mm. And the thing I am so grateful for is that there's an atmosphere here with them. Maybe because they've seen me be so vulnerable and open about dealing with my feelings that has sent a great example to them. I keep telling people it's not what you say that's going to be the most impactful thing if you're raising children. It's who you are. It's how they see you live in your life and what you're doing. That's what they learn. They learn. Well, and, from and how you how how you reflect th th them back to them. You're the exactly. you're that mirror. I hear Didi talk about that all the time. That ba basically you you know you ref you reflect who they are. So that, you know what you know, when when they they say something, they need something. You respond to that, not not yes. making the translation into something else that, that you think she, they ought to have or, or ought to need. It's like, yeah. and so they, they get, they have an accurate mirror with you. There, there are many things about that, but, but one of them is you give her, you give them an accurate mirror. So they actually are seeing who they are and cause you're responding to who they really are, not to who they should be or, you know, some way that the only parts of us that we can see you. And that is because of the, the work that you've done for sure. Yep. And you know, the other thing that's really standing out in this for me is something I learned from Dr. Mnuchin. Salvador Mnuchin was one of the pioneers in family therapy, and I saw him oh, give his retirement speech at the evolution of a, of a psychotherapy conference about eight years ago in Anaheim. And what he said was so profound to me because it really resonated with what I started to see as a, as a real truth. He says this whole idea that parents should always be supporting each other and agreeing and preventing, presenting a united front to the kids is a bunch of nonsense. Mm -hmm. He says, what it does is it creates a pseudo mutuality. And the children mm -hmm. that are exposed to that never know how to deal with what is really, what is real. Their mm -hmm. internal sense of mind mapping gets, gets confused, gets impaired, gets compromised. And he says, the greatest thing that I've learned now in these latter years of my life is that children need to be told the truth about what's happening. Mm -hmm. if one parent's wrong. The other parent has to have the courage to say, you know what, that's wrong. And not in a meanful or spiteful way, in just that this is the reality of what's going on. And that was hurtful. Your father shouldn't have said that to you or your father shouldn't have done that or whatever the case may be. That was wrong of you. That's not a. That's not what a good parent would do. Forget the should part of it. I mean, I can say that without the should because I'm not into shoulding. But, but I am into saying what is and what isn't, and into being able to call out the reality. And I'll tell you, that's one of the things I've been holding on through through this. I mean, I you know you know me. I've I've been seeing therapists, and we we even went to see a um, therapist to help us with co-parenting. And mm -hmm. I had to take her on because the stuff she was saying to me in terms of how to be, I mean, was so off base. And I realized, you know, the other thing I realized, Tom, there's not a lot of good therapists out there, man. No, 
few, there are few, unfortunately, there's few and far between that have really done their work and are in any way grounded in wisdom. And when you find one, hold on to them, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are priceless. That's right. And I'm for fortunate. Not only do I have a few in my life, but I have a lot of friends like that that are so yep. solid, rock solid and, and grounded in the reality. So, so, you know, for me, what this year has meant is really applying all these things that I've been teaching. It's given me an opportunity to try to find my ground in all of this and what it means to me, not blame myself to, to that. This is my fault not to get into what went wrong, but what I can do to, to focus on how to best show up in this situation that is terrible and devastating and and not at all what I would have hoped for for my life or for my kids life and you know I uh it's a, I'm a work in progress mm -hmm. I'm still doing it I'm yeah. still working as hard as I can I'm still dealing with it I shared with Carol some of the stuff that happened this weekend in terms of mm -hmm. how I saw you know my ex dealing with Maddie's request for her to be here for her. And Jess said, no, I've got plans. I'm not going to be there for her. And this little mm -hmm. girl's crying her eyes out. Mommy, can't you? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. She just was unwilling to make her a priority. And unfortunately, that's what this whole thing has been about that blew up our family anyway. It's the same theme. And so now it's how to best deal with that. And you gave me some great tips, Carol, in terms of this thing. And I, I was pretty much along the lines of, of what you were saying, but it's always good to get that reinforced. Sure. I do want to share with you, um, I think you're spot on about the parenting thing, the alignment. I actually addressed that with my folks as an adult and said, um, you had this united front and I could never tell what was real. And so what I got back was, sorry, we didn't fight in front of you kids more, you know, mm -hmm. they missed the point, but it is a very important thing. Kids can't navigate what's going on if they don't have real touch points, if they can't, if it's, you know, it was a whole environment of just guessing, mind reading and guessing what's going on. And, um, if you're having your feelings, you learn that that's not okay if you get clobbered for it. So I want to affirm you too for creating an environment for your children to just be. Um, you're showing an example of it in being yourself, but to, uh, as Tom was saying, creating that environment where they're safe expressing themselves, that's just priceless. Mm -hmm. Doesn't yep. get better than that. So I I have really good uh, faith that your kids are going to come out of this um, beautifully. Well, I pray to God that that's from your mouth to God's ears <laughs> to my behavior, right? That kind of a thing. So, so look, you know, we, we bring this year to a close with, you know, a lot of struggling and suffering and working and grinding and, you know, digging deep. And Patrick, you've been through it too, man. I mean, your breakup with Maddie is your, you know, the fact that you defied gravity. <laughs> the breakup, yeah. the breakup with my patella. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both probably equally as painful. Yeah, I mean, I'd say they, so. They, they but both he, made some recovery. Do you want to say he, he did not successfully defy gravity? No, he, 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 he
Is it ten? He, he attempted. He attempted to, but no, he did not. I had a, yeah. He, we, I fought the law, and the law won. The law of gravity. <laughs> right. yeah, <I> love <laughs> kind of a re reverse Icarus. Why don't you bring us? Let's. Why don't you share a little bit, and then we'll wrap this up. I've got to take my little one to a tea party. Nice. Well, well, first of all, that's super cool. Tea party. I mean, that's like a scene out of Alice in Wonderland. It was a mother's only, but I asked to be invited since uh, my ex um, was unable to to prioritize this for CC. So I'll take her. And they well, uh, that's, that's they discrimination. Allowed, the parent, it should be parents they only. Let, they let, let, they're they're letting it, I'll be the only dad at the tea party and I'm welcome. Mm -hmm. but I'm, that's I'm not, great. I'm not going to wear a dress. I refuse to. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, life is subpar or it feels subpar. My interpretation of it is that like, I am extremely dissatisfied and unhappy with the way things are unfolding, whether it's in my life or just life in general. But, and I don't know if it's the work that we've all been doing together or, you know, and I'm sure I'm positive that my recovery has a lot to do with it, but like, I'm never too far away from gratitude. And I do go into the next year with a lot of gratitude for my life and for the extent to which I could participate in all this stuff. Um, I'm just so grateful to have it. And I'm so grateful it's something I get to work on. And um, as far as bringing the best possible attitude, I have a, a ways to go, um, but I'm confident or I'm, you know, I'm heartened to have the examples of you guys to got, help guide me um, into just kind of being more in sync with reality and trying to marshal those internal and external forces to really like get some get some things done with the time that I have. So that's kind of like the uh, prevailing attitude that I have going into 2024. Um, I'm just happy to still be here because my uh, health experience and, you know, your health experience, Tom, and all kinds of stuff, you know, it's I'm very in touch with the fragility of life and kind of how it's you're we're here one minute and we're not the next. And uh, I, I just want to hang around as long as I can. I want you guys to hang around because mm. where there's life, there's hope. I do believe that. Let me let me say this before we wrap it up, because because it really this this really kind of brings it back to me and reminds me of some stuff that I think is very important and difficult. And that is that, that all of this stuff exists at once. You know, the it's not is it good or bad? It's not the either or. Is it is it happy or sad? Is it this? It's all of these things. I I have a I have one nutshell that I wrote a long time ago, and I was amazed at how many people just hated it. You know, it's not usually the response I get. It's uh, but but after a while, I realized older people liked it, younger people hated it. And it goes, I think this is, I think I'm quoting myself correctly, which it says, my, my life is, my life is a great disappointment full of wonderful blessings. Yes. You know, and, and, yeah. uh, and, and the young, I noticed younger people go like, no, I don't want that. It's like, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's all in there together. You know, that might not be the best way for each person to say it. But it's like I had to come to terms with the fact that no, we, you know, it's you know, every anybody can have a good day on a good day. It's like we're talking about, you know, the re the reason when you have the if you have the tough times, that's when we roll our sleeves up and work and learn. And you know, if you have a, having just a good day that's coming easy, 
take the day off, man. Relax. And may there be many of those days in the new year. I second that. Thanks for coming, Carol. And uh, it's just wonderful to see your face. Wonderful to see your faces again. I love you guys very much. And listen to all our audience members. Listen, um, thanks for being here with us this year, supporting the podcast, sending mm. notes about how meaningful it is for you, for us to be on. And our intention at this point is to keep going this next year and, and to keep the Thursday night meeting running on Thursday. And we're everybody so looking forward to you coming back, Tom. Come back as soon as it makes sense. But to everybody thank out there, thank you for all that you've supported us and given us and, and hang on in with us this next year. And yes. we have exciting things planned. And, and we're going to keep learning more and more about this, this wonderful thing called emotional sobriety. Mm-hmm.